Praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now, this week, we will continue our discussion of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, this week, we're going to talk about some discoveries in um, Israel. Archaeologists uncover a town that was connected to Abraham. They uncovered an ancient second temple period settlement which was linked to Abraham and the find in the city of Beersheba revealed a a rare lamp charred with a nine branch menorah one of the earliest ever discovered other artifacts include limestone vessels used for purity rituals rituals, bronze coins a watchtower what is that? what is a watchtower? A watchtower? 
Yeah. Is they, it, I mean, if they found these little small things like an un, oh, and underground tunnels used by Jewish rebels. Okay. Watchtowers where they stood, they went up high, right? I thought so too, to watch for the enemy. Well, this is interesting because the site was uncovered while construction was underway for a new neighborhood in the southern border of what was the kingdom of Judah. Hmm. So archaeologists are particularly interested in the remnants of the oil lamp. It's probably one of the earliest artistic depictions of a nine-branched menorah yet discovered. And according to Israel Today, the archaeologists noted that one of that of the few lamps found featuring a menorah, none are seven-branched. Okay. Likely in keeping with a Babylonian Talmud ruling that only the menorah in the temple could have seven branches. Lamps for domestic use have between eight to eleven branches. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So the remains of the settlement cover an area of two... 2,500 square yards and includes several sculpture my, forgive my English includes several structures and installations such as the foundations of a large watchtower baking facilities ancient trash pits and an underground system that was probably used as a ritual Jewish ritual bath the revolt took place in 70 A.D., the same year Jerusalem's second temple was destroyed. <clears throat> CNN News noted that Beersheba is mentioned in the Bible several times in connection with the Hebrew patriarch Abraham and his son Isaac. In Genesis 21, Abraham and Abimelech founded the city after the two settled their differences over a well of water forming a covenant together. The name Beersheba means well of seven or well of the oath. Okay. Another discovery is a 2,600-year-old link to biblical King Josiah. They uncovered a 2,600-year-old clay seal they believe belonged to Nathan Melech, who is mentioned in 2 Kings and was a servant to King Josiah. The clay seal, called a bulla, B-U-L-L-A, is about one centimeter or, or four-tenths of an inch across and reads in Hebrew, belonging to Nathan Melech, servant of the king. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. <clears throat> the seal would have been used to sign letters. It was found with another bulla in the city of David National Park in Jerusalem. They were uncovered inside an ancient building that archaeologists say was destroyed when the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem. There, there are a lot of ruins. It seems like, you know, they have a lot of sites, like archaeological sites that they are doing. I guess like uh, digs, but it's just amazing how many uh, sites or discoveries that they found trying to establish new settlements. It's just odd, you know. They they end up with a crypt or something, you know. It's like the whole area history is like they're walking 
on history. It's like it's buried some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it got buried like that, though. An entire city, an entire temple. It says large stone debris, burnt wooden beams, and numerous charred pottery shards were discovered in the building, all indications that they had survived an immense fire. Josiah was one of the godly or, or the you know, a good king of Judah long after David and Solomon and after the kingdom was divided. Josiah became king at the age of eight years old and destroyed. Can you imagine being so godly that at the age of eight you knew enough to destroy the idols and lead the people to repentance of their sins? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It is. To be eight years old and have that kind of... Insight, spiritual insight. insight. And when I, when I was coming up, they were saying children, you know, didn't have the maturity to even uh, receive salvation. It says in Second Kings, uh, chapter twenty-three, verse eleven, that you know, he, King Josiah removed the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun at the entrance of the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan Melech, the chamberlain. You know, he burned the chariots of the sun with fire. Hmm. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting when they find things like that. And it's interesting to hear the history. And, and you just and wonder I, how much more they haven't found. Yeah. That, that they've actually built over. Now, someone sent this article to me about an Alabama lawmaker. And I read this and I thought, hmm. I don't know. Washington, this came out of Washington, CNN, an Alabama state lawmaker is facing backlash for saying some kids are unwanted. So you kill them now or you kill them later in opposing a bill that would criminalize abortion. <laughs> some, his quote was, some kids are unwanted. So you kill them now or kill them later. This is Democratic Another Democrat, state representative, another representative, John Rogers, said recently that you bring them into the world unwanted, unloved, then you send them to the electric chair. So you kill them now or you kill them later? That's ignorant. He does not know who is going to be sent to the electric chair. It could have been him. That's like like the Bible <laughs> says, just by the grace of God. They could, I, it could have been me. That's true. It never so, he, to that's me. so I don't silly. Think it, it never occurred to anybody to say that to him right. you know, either. But the bottom line is that I think we shouldn't be making this decision, he said, in arguing against House Bill 314, which would make abortion a felony for doctors with a sentence of up to 99 years in prison. So Roger's comments came as he argued the House bill's lack of exception for rape or incest is atrocious. I'm not about to be the male to tell a woman what to do with her body, he said. She has a right to make that decision herself. CNN reached out to Roger's, and he defended his statement, arguing that Alabama is killing people every day. By closing rural hospitals, its high premise, prison homicide rate, and lack of Medicaid expansion. That might be, but two wrongs don't make a right. It's like saying, well, the, the other person quit, committed murder, I might as well do it too. That's so silly. Why you, do you want you to You can't justify these? yourself by doing wrong because somebody else is doing why wrong. Why do you want to bring these people in the world and then deny them the right to process to and live in Alabama, he said recently. 
Uh, Rep Republican State Representative Terry Collins, the main sponsor of the bill, told CNN recently that he was shocked. I was shocked when he said it. And I thought they were extremely inappropriate. You know, and I, I think a lot of people thought that that was inappropriate. And mm -hmm. I don't know. Another Alabama Democrat. <laughs> The Alabama representative who shocked both sides of the abortion debate by saying you either kill kids now or you kill them later isn't backtracking. He, this is the same Democrat, Alabama Democrat. He says he took a swipe at President Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr. And he said that uh, his mother should have aborted him. Hmm. I don't know why he said that. Him being born, that's proof right there that abortion should be legal. And as if he's not proof enough himself, <laughs> huh? I mean, this is so silly. <laughs> that's a very, very good defense I have for abortion. <laughs> Rogers called it an, an honor to be criticized by Trump Jr. because, Rogers said, the president's son is never right. <clears throat> His mother should have aborted him when he was born, and he wouldn't have made that stupid statement. <laughs> like the one he's making now. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just amazing. He's evidently retarded or crazy. And this guy must have Trump's a tumor on the brain. You know, sometimes when people <laughs> like him talk like that, I be, I be thinking they have an STD and it's gone <laughs> to the brainstem because it makes absolutely no sense what he's saying. <clears throat> Trump Jr. on Twitter wrote, This is stomach-curling and makes Ralph Northam look like a moderate on abortion. Every Democrat running for president needs to be asked where they stand on this. The extreme turn we've seen from Democrats on abortion recently is truly sickening. And after hearing that, I have to agree with him. Yes. I don't understand. So Alabama House advances the bill criminalizing abortion, but with the exceptions and no penalty for the mother. So this story comes out of Ala uh, Montgomery, Alabama. The House of Representatives advanced a bill that would make the performance of an abortion a crime, but with exceptions and with a clause specifically exempting the mother from any civil or criminal liability. House Bill 314, known as the Human Life Protection Act, passed 74 to 3 and now moves to the Senate for a vote. <clears throat> so, so they're just the rest of this article is just talking about the unwanted children should be killed. How, the comments by Representative John Rogers. <clears throat> The Department of Health and Human Services in Washington, this article comes out of Washington, announced the issuance of a final rule that is meant to ensure the protection of the conscience rights of medical professionals and others who have objections to abortion or physician-assisted suicide. Finally, laws prohibiting government-funded discrimination against conscience and religious freedom will be enforced like every other civil rights law. This rule ensures that health care entities and professionals won't be bullied out of the health care field because they decline to participate in actions that violate their conscience, including taking a human life.
Protecting conscious and religious freedom not only fosters greater diversity in healthcare, it's the law. And I know that happens, and it's hard for nurses to assist in abortions. And hospitals, even here in Wisconsin, and I know <clears throat> some nurses personally who have said that they um, suffer right. mentally, emotionally, because they, they, they have trouble performing these. And when they tell their supervisor that they are told that they, it's either the job or, or they have to go somewhere else. Right. And so literally they are... Um, Being forced to do something that uh, goes against their conscience. So now we're going to Massachusetts, and we're talking about the Democrats again in okay. Massachusetts. <laughs> and they want to eliminate the state constitutional requirement that says, so help me God <laughs> when you take the oath and allow public officials to cite a secular phrase instead. Well, they can have an either or. You know, you can say this one or that one, a person's preference. Well, they have that other oath, too, you know, that, that where but, you don't want to take... You, well, you don't have to swear, but they they just want to take out. So help me God, <laughs> they don't they don't want God's help. <laughs> well, that other oath where you take out where you swear to God, it's right. it's I affirm. All, it says you have it's an affirmation, and you affirm by the penalties of law right. that could fall on you they don't as want, a result. They don't of, want that as an alternate. They want to take it out all That's together. so stupid. There is a I mean, there is that affirmation oath. Anyway, the bill S, which means Senate bill. 2211 passed the Democratic-led Joint Committee on the Judiciary last month. As a constitutional amendment, it would require passage by two consecutive legislatures and then approval by voters. Thank God. I pray that the voters have more common sense. Yeah, I do too. Because they need all the help from God that they can get. So the Constitution allows Quakers to forego the God reference and instead say, this I do under the pains and penalties of perjury. This is the affirmation oath. I worked in a courtroom. Right. I gave. When people say, I don't swear, I had to give that oath. And it says exactly that. Right. I, I you know, do you... Do you um, solemnly well, swear. No. Right, but they didn't even, if, even if they said, do you promise to tell the truth, so help you God. What's wrong with that? Is, the other thing is that they can say affirm instead of swear. Right. And that's what we ask people. Do you swear or do you affirm? Right. And then you give the oath accordingly. So under the Quaker's reference, would be removed to allow any person to refrain from saying, so help may God and swear. And well, they would. I don't understand why they want to uh, get away from saying, so help me God. I could see the not swearing part. But even if a person says, I don't even want to affirm If a person says, I give my word, I promise to tell the truth, so help me God. Mm -hmm. To me, I would say that's fine. That's somebody who's going to uh, tell the truth according to uh, their uh, walk before the Lord. I just, I just don't understand why, especially if you have a choice, why they're so upset. You know, what I don't understand is why do you have to put it pass a bill, a Senate bill. I don't get it. We do that already here in Wisconsin. We right. do it. I just They don't want to have anything to do with it at all. And don't nothing surprise me about these Democrats when <laughs> right. when they want to save kittens over over people. <laughs> so right. don't nothing surprise me. Yeah. But but I don't think they're well informed. I don't think, you know, they belong in the in the office that they got elected to. I don't think so because if they had 
<coughs> researched it, they would have known that this option is available to every human being yeah. that testifies in any court of law. Right. From municipal court up to the court of Supreme Court. Right. I mean, this this is ridiculous and a waste of money, but that's my opinion. But it's their money, their taxpayers' money. I would be upset if it was Wisconsin, because then it would be our money. <laughs> anyway, a Baptist pastor opens up a bar one block from church, <laughs> and his reason is that we have to think outside of the box. Well, he's totally outside of it. The pastor mm -hmm. is a pastor of a multicultural church in Minneapolis, and he's set to open up a pub he hopes will be a place for the community to come together. Other than church. This so, so. Calvary Baptist <laughs> Church, and... He and his wife say they've long dreamed of owning a bar, mm. possibly because that's where they met. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we believe the church has to do new things. We have to think out of the box. Mm -mm. So people have to have been very generous to help this come to fruition. Yeah, I bet you they have. <laughs> <laughs> the bar, which is called Prodigal Public House. I can see them watching their watch, you know, looking at their watch, you know, because they're waiting. To go to the bar. We'll serve food and focus on whiskey and Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> on it's hard just, drink, strong drink that the Lord is strictly taught. It's just one and block forbid. from Calvary Baptist. <laughs> so they won't have to walk far. They won't have to worry about drug driving. The name was inspired by Jesus' parable of the prodigal son. Who wasted all his living in drunkenness and riotous living. <laughs> okay. All right. People say we have the gift of hospitality, so it's really just living out who you are. We can have spirits and have a spiritual conversation. So, you can cry, laugh, and do life together in a pub. So those members who have been to an AAA meeting, they could just leave church and go and to go the bar. right there. Oh, it is so. Anyway, ridiculous. the church's vision, according to its website, it's www.calvarychurchmpls.org. The vision values is to be a multicultural movement of mature, glad-hearted followers. And I'm sure they will be glad. <laughs> yeah. <after> they... <laughs> Turn up a class or two. <laughs> All right. I've been watching reruns of Touched by an Angel. <laughs> and I know how some people feel about that program, but I like it. You know, I don't, everything is not according to the scriptures. And it got me thinking because they put a lot of emphasis on Andrew, who's the angel of death. Hmm. Yes. So I wanted to know, is there, and I'm asking because, <clears throat> excuse me, I know when people pass away, and I've witnessed this, when they're in the dying process, they're reaching out, or they see people, or, um, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I know that my grandmother wasn't sick, but she, she would um, get up out of her rocking chair, and she would look in the front room, and she would say, Grandpa's over there. Or she would say, she sees people who have passed on. I know that when my dad was passing away, he was reaching like he was trying to grab or hold on to or 
reach for someone or something. Um, some people will say things when they're in that process. They want to go home. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Right. That is amazing. My mom did that. She would actually pack her a little suitcase. And, you know, we didn't have a clear understanding because she wasn't really sick, sick at the time. Right. But, and you'd ask her, where are you going? And she said, I'm going home. Your friends of mine have done that too. I'm going home. home. And you don't really grasp it until they have an understanding at that moment of the spiritual life, you're going home to the Lord. And just recently, a mother of the church said that she wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my question is, when they're reaching out or looking for I don't think it's an angel of death. I don't know, but but, but it got me thinking about, um, not that it's an angel of death, but are we escorted to the Lord, are we escorted in our dying process I don't to know. go to the Lord? See, I don't know. I, I really don't. I just know that uh, those who are saints, I just know that the Lord says that they rest, they sleep there in peace. So I, I, I did a little research and I found out that there is an angel of death in some religions mm. and it's called, one is S-A-M-A-E-L, Samael, Surreal, or Azrael, in Judaism, is Malak, Almach, But see, Judaism, where they got into the mystic side, I believe that's how the Lord ended up uh, chastising them. They went from the word into mysticism. And I don't see anywhere in the scriptures where the Lord talks about an angel of death. Even and why they would phrase it as an angel of death, seeing that death is an enemy, death is uh, on the opposite end. Death itself is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. So I just, I as far as being escorted, I don't know. I mean, you might have a lot of religions that are pagan or uh, or into mysticism that has that concept, but I haven't seen it anywhere. In, in exactly that way in the scriptures. No, I know in um, Hinduism it's called Yama, and obviously in fiction it's called the Grim Reaper. You know, so in but see the Grim Reaper, but yes, but the Grim Reaper is actually just death. So I, I'm thinking out of for those who don't trust in the Lord, for those who have this fear of what happens when I go, they have this concept but the Lord lets us know that we we rest in him like David said he could he could lay down in peace he can go to sleep in peace he didn't fear death like Jesus I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil so w- saints put their trust in in the Lord I don't believe I don't I don't think I'll be looking for an angel to take me anywhere I'll be <laughs> I'll be looking to the Lord to undertake for me well I know the concept that idea is not in the Bible, but um, in 2 Kings chapter 19, there's uh, an angel that puts to death 185,000 Assyrians but who I, had invaded but Israel. I, but I don't but think it's an not, angel of death. The Lord said, to, I'm looking for. Right, he sent an angel out to destroy. And the only place I could think of is in Luke chapter 16. Yes, Luke chapter 16 and 
22, this deals with the rich man and Lazarus. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So there it says that angels, angels carried, carried him. him. Right, but that's about the only reference I think that you would find. So I'm not saying that angels, because I don't know enough about the spiritual world to try to make a, 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 a comment that, had, that would, has any weight. But for the angels to escort him into Abraham's bosom is not the angel of death. The, no, the, no, 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 and I wasn't that, and I, 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 I there I, is no angel of death. Right, I, I mean, saying, they're not angels do we of get death. Do escorted well, by angels well, I don't know. to the Lord or to Abraham's bosom? Well, or to, I, well in this case, the, the poor the beggar did, but I don't, I don't know if that happens in all situations. Just like someone was asking, you know, do all saints sleep? Evidently, all saints don't sleep because in Revelation... He told John not to bow because he was a fellow servant, just like he was. So he wasn't asleep. Well, we'll have to continue another day. I almost lost track of time here. Yes, praise the Lord. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Proverbs 3 and 19. The Lord, by wisdom, hath founded the earth. By understanding, have he established the heavens. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. <clears throat> praise the Lord and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, Who receives the everlasting to everlasting mercy from the Lord? And the answer is, Those that fear him, keep his covenant, Remember and do his commandments. And that answer can be found in Psalm 103, verses 17 and 18. And it reads, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments and do them. This week's food for thought is... How does the Lord view the prayer of the destitute? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>